Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Guys, welcome to part two of the Stompcast. Uh, Dr. Hill and I are wandering around Clapham Common. It is actually quite a nice day, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, surprisingly. Nice. It's quite nice. I'm very grateful uh, that Naomi's given up her own time to come and do this episode of me. We are, we, you know, as you've probably gathered in part one, this is me almost having my chat with my, with my own GP, reflecting on uh, what has happened over the last year or so and the journey that I've been on as well. And we're going to dive into a few topics around medications and more broadly, uh, treatments of mental illness as well. So just to give you guys an understanding, and again, if you're struggling, if you're worried, see your GP. This is not meant as uh, medical advice and so on. So I'm just going to actually talk about my scenario a little bit further and use that as context, I think, for medication and lifestyle factors. So at the time that um, I started uh, Sertraline, what I found distressing as well was the fact that I was doing all the right things. And by that, and a lot of people I think relate to this, go, I'm out walking, I'm trying to do a bit of exercise, I'm eating generally well, I'm trying to sleep well. Yeah. You know, I, was, I was starting uh, therapy at the time, and I was thinking, I still feel awful. And so, you know, people go, well, what role is it? Is the medication you're just taking, are you popping a pill to fix everything? And I think this is one of the big misconceptions, lies, and I, I think makes me kind of sad when I see it online because people go, oh, you know, it's just covering things up or like, mm. it's the easy option. For me, this is what I, or how I put it, is that by taking this medication, which impacts the mood hormones in my brain, it gave me effectively the mental energy, the lift I needed to truly engage in all those aspects of my life, to actually feel some sense of joy from exercise, yeah. to be able to actually do therapy meaningfully and actually have the energy to yeah. kind of deconstruct some of the issues I was facing. It allowed me to go into A&E with a little bit of energy mm. and a little bit of feeling of like, I want to be here. And you suddenly start seeing hope again. And there's this positive spiral. Now, the first few weeks, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, the first three or four weeks of taking an antidepressant, we learn at med school, oh yeah, it's, uh, you know, it can be quite tough. It really was tough. Yeah. And I say that to yeah. anyone as well. Your experience might be different to mine. It's only my experience. It was really hard. Everything I felt was a bit worse. And I was like, please, please, please let it get better. And what I did actually, I screenshotted um, online. You, and I would really advise anyone who is taking medication or starting that process, go online and find anecdotes of people who've been through it. Because yeah. people wrote like, yeah. I've just kind of survived through it and I feel this way. And oh my God, like there is light at the end of the tunnel. And that really helped me. I had those screenshots on my phone. Mm. I read them when I was mm. feeling really bad. So the first few weeks I felt pretty rough. And, and then all of a sudden, I remember that moment of just like energy, not energy like you've eaten like a bar of chocolate, you're ready for a run, yeah. but this deep energy within your soul that all of a sudden I'm like, I can get up this morning. And I feel like there's a bit of something in me yeah. that wants to get up yeah. this morning. And so if you're wondering like, how does it play? Or is it just taking something to mask things up? I think it's quite the opposite. It gives you, it's giving you that internal energy to do everything else. And I think we were talking on the phone, wasn't it? You yeah, were saying about well, a real, like, that, do you want to share well, your, yeah. share your, because uh, I- My I'm, well analogy. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. the well analogy. Exactly. So, I think it's another great way of showing how do they work. I remember that, you know, when we were doing our GP training, I remember sitting through, 
you know, our teaching sessions and sometimes you just, you know, doze off a bit or whatever. But I remember seeing this image. The analogy was that imagine when you're feeling so low or so anxious, you're in the bottom of a well and you can't see out of that well. And then imagine that the antidepressant, we say antidepressant, but that's also an anti-anxiety yeah, medication, yeah, yeah. Um, is giving you that step up. So instead of being head under, you can maybe just put your hands on and see above the well. Mm and you can see out and you can get hope again and you know that things are going to get better and you can do all those lifestyle things which I feel so passionate about is that mm. you've got to keep doing those anyway well, you can reach and we all should like be well. doing you can, those. You can lift your arm over because yeah. it was never quite in reach. Exactly. You quite grab it but all of a sudden you pull it don't you? you yeah. I, I kind of adapted it further it's like you're pulling these things into yeah. the well and like if you've watched Batman the movie when he's stuck down in, the, in this well and he's like and he's, they've been chucked he, down he's yeah. got to build the strength yeah. to climb out he's, he's got to do he's got to do all these things to build steps. the strength to climb back out of the well that's a yeah. great <laughs> so there we go. The we're going to call it the Batman analogy the Batman from now analogy. on. But, but I think it's, it's so important that all, all those things are happening together. And that's what these medications, for ho hopefully for most people, do. And I tend to see with patients that that is what they do yeah. in reality. And is, is that what you and like what you hear from my experience there? Because again, my experience. Yeah. Is that a typical story? Very typical. Yeah. So it's very. I think. What's so important is to, I say warn patients, but just explain about what they're going to feel. And the NHS website for sertraline or for other antidepressants is actually brilliant. It is good, And I think yeah. it has it's everything good. on there. And I always send that out, whether we're starting at that point or, you know, I'll ring you back in a week and let's see if you want to do it. Because it's got all of those side effects that you can expect and just with with many other drugs like if we give someone an antibiotic they're going to probably get a funny tummy yeah you know so we i talk to people about which you might get with surgery as well yeah exactly so we talk <laughs> about having funny tummy it might affect sleep might give you some headaches might make you feel more anxious in that first mm. you know especially in that first week so it's really important to maybe speak to someone or you know if you know whether it's a colleague a um family member a close friend just to let them know maybe that if you feel that you that you are happy to talk about it to let them know that you are starting on it so maybe don't allowances, start it creating some allowances within life yeah. understanding and i would say to people the key thing i would say though and you always like with any medication if a medication side effects do persist they're so bad then obviously you speak to your doctor but the, what i generally have seen online and from my experience as well as my parents and my brother we all have had to take medication at mm. points is that they settle. That's generally what I'd say. Yeah. There might be some things that affect you in the longer term, but most of those kind of funny tummy stuff, the headaches, generally they settle over time. Yeah. And kind of it's, it's almost your body adapting to this new thing almost, yeah. isn't it? And, and you know, if, I think if you're warned that that's most likely is going to happen in that first few days, um, then you know what you're looking out for. It's not a shock and you hopefully then won't suddenly stop it. But if you are worried about it, again, speak to your GP. If they know that you've had an appointment to discuss or have just started a medication, well, you, well, also, there. you, I was, you guys were speaking to me every two weeks or something. Yeah, like yeah. It was, it was a very regular. I, I'm actually pretty sure that I did had one a week after, and then it was fortnightly. Yeah. Once it was okay, yeah. and I, I mean, that's what you know. That's 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 what your GP will do. Yeah, you'll keep, never started on them, and, and just, then oh, just go on, then you're off no. into the into so the wilderness. And, and the thing to say as well, sorry, is, is that don't forget as well. I think a lot of the time in life, so your brain often focuses in the moment you're in, and a lot of the decisions you make or things that indeed happen to your life feel very infinite. Yeah. So it's almost like if something, if you feel sad today, you're like, I'm sad forever. Yeah. You know, I've just, I don't know, failed my exam, this is gonna be awful for the rest of my life, or I've had a breakup and I'm feeling horrendous heartbreak, that's it, I'm heartbroken mm, for the rest mm. of my life. That isn't true. And in the context of medication, you don't have to take it forever 
if you start it and it isn't the right thing, or you start it like I have and you got to the point, right, I'm ready to come off it now, you can stop it. You stop it with the guidance and support of your doctor. Exactly. don't feel that you're... It's not like you're signing a contract for your life, are no, you? No, you're not. It's just, it's the, the, the one thing we, as, as you've just said, the one thing we'd always say is the symptoms, if you do suddenly stop them, tend to be worse. So it's really important that this, as we've been saying the whole time through this, that it's a, it's a two-way thing, you and your GP together, which is why it's important to find a GP that you feel you trust, that you feel you're heard by, um, you know, so that, that you can speak to them if you are thinking of stopping them. Or if the side effects are too much, just pick up the phone rather than just suddenly stopping anything. Yeah. Um, and we can support you in terms of what the, the next thing is. And that next thing might be changing medication because what medication that might, and that's why I'm very careful to say, I was taking sertraline. It doesn't mean that if you are someone who requires medication, that sertraline is the one that's going to be for you. It might be flocks, it might be another medication completely. Yeah. Because as uh, over the years, there have been different options, I guess, in that kind of almost catalogue of medications and different ones have different profiles and work yeah. for different people. Broadly, a lot of them, I think, do they do work quite similarly. There's a similar yeah. desired outcome. Yeah. And I think it'd be nice to talk, let's talk a little bit about, about that science, if you like, because again, recently in the press, there was basically a paper, a research paper that was done. And I think it was the messaging from that was quite misconstrued in the press. A lot of headlines saying, oh, you know, is big pharma, is, you know, is the medications that, uh, that uh, the pharmaceutical industry be making doesn't work and it's big pharma just trying to sell us mm. stuff. Mm. And it's very frustrating because actually the evidence base for antidepressants in treatment for anti for in treatment of anxiety or depression, the evidence base is very strong. Yeah. In, 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 in the sense that the question is, do these medications improve, you know, is there the evidence that these medications improve the symptoms of anxiety and depression? And the answer to that is yes. There are yeah. many meta-analysis showing that they work. What this research paper was about is how, wasn't it? Yeah. Because the, a lot of the time we say, oh, well, you know, we take these antidepressants to boot la boost levels of, of serotonin in your brains, this mood hormone. What this paper suggests is that maybe we don't understand how they work as well, i.e. do they actually boost levels of serotonin? That, that's the thing that the paper was talking about really, wasn't it? And I it? think as well, I think they do say in lots of the patient resources that you'll read is, it says it is thought that hmm. it increases, hmm. you know, serotonin in this way, or it is thought that it, you know, so um, my sister Anna is a, well, she's about to qualify as a GP and she's been revising for an exam. And she, um, she gave me a great analogy that she was told, um, which is that serotonin, see it as the happy hormones, you see it as Maltesers, because mm. who doesn't like a Malteser? So you've got loads of Maltesers floating <laughs> around in your brain. And all that the medication is doing is instead of your brain hoovering up those, those Maltesers and taking that happiness away, it's just slowing the rate of the Malteser so drawer up. So you've just, you just got a few more Maltesers, but you're not making any more Maltesers. Yeah. You're not um, you're not changing the Maltesers. You're just reducing the how quick. Up. Yeah, you're just reducing the hoovering serotonin up. reuptake inhibitors. Exactly. Selective serotonin. Reuptake. Yeah. And, and and it just makes them more available for yeah. you to access. But it, yeah. you know what? It really made me so angry that whole thing because I tell you what. You know, you looked at the papers. I had people messaging me saying, Alex, I'm stopping my medications. I was like, for a start, as we know, the dangers of yeah, people stopping medications. Yeah, yeah. Don't, please don't do it. Yeah. And I, sent, I put up loads of messages and posts saying, please, please, please don't stop your medication. Yeah. If you're worried about it, talk to talk your to doctor. Someone. And also, like, and this is where this point is. You know what you were saying earlier on? It's like, for example, people go, oh, you know, I mean, I don't think people actually do it. So I say it often, or at least not seriously, but you know, you could sit there and Google symptoms. You could sit there yeah, and Google things. Yeah. But being a doctor has been able to look at things and critically analyze yeah. with the basis of knowledge yeah. and the science and experience of seeing, you know, in action, 
seeing things in action, looking at things and going, well, actually, yeah. the headline is that, but if you look at the paper and the evidence and what the actual, the critical ana analysis has shown, yeah. Yeah. is this, and it's nothing to do with all the titles yeah. of all these papers. Exactly. And that, it was, it was so frustrating. It seems to happen a lot in mental health where yeah. there's a certain narrative and any opportunity to go, oh, big pharma with medication, see, yeah, it's all wrong. And it, it is, I mean, look, I can tell you, you know, and it, you know, some people do take medications and they don't find the benefit in which I yeah. have. There are some people that, that do. And there might be alternative things that, and treatments that are much more beneficial for them. But I can tell you guys, as someone has taken it, as someone was in a very, very dark and difficult place, very difficult place, that I don't know if I'd be here if it wasn't for medication. That is the absolute fact. I'm sorry for anyone if that's a triggering thing to hear, but it's an absolute fact. And I think and it changed I think, my life, saved yeah, my life. And I yeah. said that before, saved my life. And one of the things that we, ha we haven't said yet, which is really important, is that we've talked about the side effects at the, at the beginning, but also mm. that you, your GP will always explain that in that first two, three weeks, mm. you might not get any benefit from them at all. Mm. And you, you're unlikely to see any positive for the first possibly a couple well, of weeks. All I saw was negative. So exactly. <laughs> so, so it takes a little while yeah. for them to work. So that's that's why as well people might say, well they don't make any difference and, and then stop so early. It, it will take a few weeks to have that positive effect. I did not see a, a cost neutral as I called it yeah. for at least five or six weeks. Yeah. And I think yeah. the true benefit took eight or nine weeks. And yeah. But yeah. then other people are different. My mum would take it and it was very, very quickly beneficial. Yeah, some her. people see it within the first week and often when I ring people back in the first week or two, they, they'll, it's almost like, oh, those side effects are long gone. Yes, it's exactly what you said. It's going to be, it was X, Y and Z. And now, do you know what? I've realised I've gone out with my friends for the first time or I've, yeah, work seemed much better. And someone said to me, oh, you seem much better in yourself. And you hear a change in their voice if you're on the yeah. phone or when they come in in person, they, they look different. As my doctors, did you see, you know, that difference in me between, I know you weren't on that very first phone call, but you, you understand, you know, you know exactly what was happening. Yeah. Did you see that difference in the first few months? I guess that 12 to 16 weeks, was it noticeable, I guess, from the other side of the phone? Yeah, so I, th I think that's the thing is that you, your doctor can often tell. And with you, I know there was, it was um, Gronje, yeah. uh, Dr. Rehill that was seeing you. We, we always try and pop it in people's notes so that we're aware of you know so if, if you're not seeing the same gp yeah. whether something is improving or not improving and i think it was clear it can just be you know a vibe that you get from someone mm. if you're on the phone and this is an important thing as well some people would rather speak to their gp on the phone some mm. people would rather speak to their gp face to face so you know it's not covid times anymore if you want to come in face to face you can get a better picture of someone yeah. and sort of it's it's really good if you can see people face to face because then you you know but yeah there is there is that change noted yeah definitely yeah i mean you know for me you know reflecting on this time so i've been well i was on medication for something like 18 months two year mark I, I can't remember exactly something like that i think that first period was rough there was then that kind of three month mark onwards of real stabilization and i noticed within myself that I had more positive days than negative days. Yeah. I still felt negative days, but I had more positive days. I think my excitement and my zest to vie, my kind of feeling to enjoy life and have an energy for life improved. Yeah. You know, my ability to function changed dramatically. I suddenly yeah. able to function again. And, you know, my anxiety, because by this point, by the point I went on medication, it was actually the anxiety driven down my mood so much that it was almost the mood that scared me more. Mm. The mood lifted. The anxiety didn't come back in the way that it was there before. And I was able to, as I say, do therapy every week. I was able yeah. to 
exercise most days and, yeah. and engage so much in those things. And I think I really needed, I think, that time. And I think a lot of people think, well, how long am I on it for life? How long am I going to be on it for? I think the average is like a year or something, isn't it? A year, maybe or so. So it's, it's always at least six months after yeah. you're feeling better. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's... That makes sense. It's, yeah. So, I mean, but for me, I, what I know, the conversation that I'd had with yourself, you know, and the team was really like, I don't want to rush off this because yeah. I was in such a bad place yeah. and I felt so awful yeah. and it was difficult the onboarding that I didn't want to just come off and suddenly be plunged back into exactly. that because yeah. it was hell, I yeah. was in hell, it was awful and so I really needed that time, that breathing space and I'd say to anyone, you know, it's okay, that's okay, I, th I really think that is okay, you know, get your ducks in order, get things back going that are helping you positively deal with the stuff you need to deal with like yeah. there's so much stuff in my life I needed to kind of settle into the role of being an ambassador I was leaving transitioning out of uh, frontline practice in A&E there were so many changes in my life that I needed to kind of sort out there was no reason to rush off yeah and I think that was really important I just wonder like is that a, again is that a similar picture to what you've seen or do you find that people feel better and go oh, I want to come off now is there kind of a bit of some I guess some people might feel oh, I feel better I just want to just stop now so there's lots of people that think gosh this has made such a difference and as, as we've said about before it might be something that's been underlying for maybe a few years yeah. but it's taken a trigger to finally yeah. make them go to the GP and then start and think god I feel so much better than I have done for the past few years some people decades yeah exactly people have smashed me saying that decades yeah. post your pill yeah. campaigns people have actually saying they've never felt this way in their life before yeah so then it's so that's that's a really big thing where people then don't want to stop them and they're not addictive so they are you know they, they are something that you can stay on yeah. Um, That's a great point. A lot of people yeah, think they're addictive. They're not, not addictive. addictive. They're not addictive, but you will get symptoms if you just suddenly stop them. Of course. But there is a difference. But that's not that's scientifically in that. Yeah. Not addiction. Yes, exactly. There's a difference. With, big difference between being addicted to something and yeah. withdrawal, withdrawing coming off something. Yes. Massive difference. Exactly. Um, and then there's also, I also see lots of people who feel that things are then stable. And what we talk about is making sure we're not going to try and reduced because it's a very gradual process maybe don't do it if there's a big stressful life event coming up and stressful life events even though it's a lovely thing you know getting married or having um having a big house move or going to a big family event that you're sort of a bit nervous about or something like that so it's about picking the right time and i think that maybe a good time is summer if you're gonna if you're, but always speak to your gp and have those chats about about how to do it and it's gonna it will be as it will be quite a slow gradual process mm. Because I felt quite anxious, and I remember from conversations that we were having, I was anxious about coming off them too quickly. That was my worry. Yeah. My take was, I feel safe in myself. Yeah. I don't want to come off quickly. I want yeah. to just feel okay yeah. for a while. Like, yeah. there's been enough trauma. And I, and I think, and in, in the past, there was this feeling, oh, should, people shouldn't be on you know, medications for longer than a certain time. That is changing quite a lot now. There's more about a balancing act of views of, like, well, what is the, the what is the sum total of this scenario? Yeah. Like yeah. The, the benefits versus risks and so on. So, why have we been perhaps in a tendency that we try and get people off amongst general practice now? Is it more looking at like the, someone's general scenario? Can someone just stay on permanently? Because there's people that I know have messaged me saying I've been on them for five years. I've no intention of coming off because it's the best five years of my life. Yeah. So I think I think again it's a case by case basis. You know, if someone's looking at trying to get pregnant, we'd also talk about whether it's, you know, there are, as with every medication, there are risks and benefits. Sometimes it's better to stay on them. Mm. Sometimes it's, you know, but everyone has to be armed with the knowledge of, yeah. you know, what's what's right for them. We'd also, we'd also, you know, we might say, do you, if, you know, if you, do you feel everything's stable, is it something you want to consider trying to come off? 
but it would also be in relation to we're not you know pushing it at all and it would also be in relation to have you had any previous you know episodes of being on antidepressants or how you know how what dose have you been on because if you're on a much higher dose it's going to take longer or it might be so there's not really a sort of hard and fast answer as to when so basically it is because go back does go back to that point that it is about an agreement between the patient you as a person and your doctor as to what you both feel and are comfortable with i never had the sense that no, none of you guys were like, right, Alex, come on, clock's ticking now, better start yeah, no, I didn't feel yeah. like that at all. There was, never, there was never that. If anything, I was the one who said, actually, I want to start tapering down now. Yeah, I think that probably, yeah. as we've come on to that point in the, in the journey of the story, let's come to the end of part two, and we'll, we'll catch up with this in part three. So in part three, we're really going to dive into, you know, why I decided to come off medication, what that's been like, and then we'll do, as I say, the health fact uh, of the week, together with a little bit of advice about what you could do next. See you soon, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.